Hello and welcome to episode 92 of the Vinyl Collective, your weekly journal on the hip-hop and army landscape. I'm your host Toppe and on the other side of my black mirror, the, the, the other person who joins me in this quest of, I guess what I'd call it is just acting like our opinions on music is significantly higher than the average person's, even though no one has actually told us that's the case. Um, actually, funny story, I've actually never told you this, John. Um, I remember one time I was in like a coffee shop, right? And I was writing a review. Um, just, I can't remember what review it was. So I was writing a review and someone else was like writing up something. And the person goes to me like, okay, so, you know, general conversation, you know, what, what you write now, what do you do? And I say, oh, you know, like, this isn't my day job, but like, you know, I write reviews on the side. And they said, oh, so you know, does that mean you're like a journalist or something like that? Or like, like you're a writer? I said, no, it's not that. It's more something I do for fun. And, you know, have a podcast and all that stuff. And the person says, oh, but, you know, what makes you qualified to actually write about music? And for one second, like, literally, like, half a second, I wanted to, like, cast the person out. But I was like, actually, you know what? <laughs> it's not worth it, is it? It's not like we put in, damn near, what, a hundred episodes. It was, like, hundreds and hundreds of hours of content. Um, actually stringed our opinions together. Done way more than the average person. Maybe that's our fucking resume, you dickhead. Maybe that is the resume. But here we are. So... I'm your host, Topper. And I'm your co-host, John. Um, I don't think I would have held back, to be honest, if someone said that to me. um, It's like, what the fuck? What does that mean, bro? Do you know what I mean? It's like, sorry, it's like, you know, when someone says, oh, but we we got to believe the scientists on this one. And then you just see, like, you know, I don't know, Brad James, scientist. You don't know what the guy's a scientist and he's telling you, yeah, yeah. you should definitely do this thing because, you know, according to our studies that haven't been peer-reviewed, uh, this is 90% effective. It's like, it's like, why are you so lost in the matrix like that? So, yeah. So, I continue. <laughs> um, no, yeah, I, I wouldn't have had that, to be honest. Mm-hmm. I wouldn't have had that. Um, <laughs> Personally. I mean, what does make us qualified? Um, mm. I'd say we listen to more music than probably any friends we have. Um mm-hmm. I'd say we, yeah, like the the work speaks for itself, right? Like when yeah. you listen to this much music and when you kind of write reviews in your spare time, when you talk to people outside, like think of the amount of mm-hmm. hours a week we spend yeah. like engaging with music that's not even recorded. Um, that's that actually true. Yeah. Speaks for itself. But it sounds it sounds like we're begging the audience to, to believe us. But, um, no, it's but not that. Here. It was just funny. It's episode yeah. 92, yeah. so you, you yeah. must believe us, you know? Yeah. Almost there. But yeah, no, it's fun. And also, if you think about it now, at this point, the only people who's had more episodes than us is Slime Talk. That's it. And we're on their heels. That's it. After Slime Talk, who else is there? Ain't no one else is there. So, you know, just put that out there. It's true, it's true. Um, but yeah, obviously you guys are enjoying it because you're here listening to us once again. So while we've got you, please do leave us a review. Uh, if you're on uh, Spotify, you can obviously leave us a review at the top of the page. Give us a little five stars. Uh, if you're listening to us on Apple Podcast, then you do the opposite. You scroll all the way down. You can leave us a little review, a little written review, as well as clicking five stars. And as always, please do share with a friend. If you've got someone you know who's like oh, really like into their like music review stuff, send them all our uh, all our review episodes. And then if you've got someone who's kind of more just a general listener, they enjoy a bit of hip hop R and B, then definitely share us with them as well. We've got loads of kind of thematic episodes today, being one of them. Um, where it, it doesn't really matter like whether you listen to us or not, we have interesting conversations and just just a just a fun loving couple of guys to listen to on a on a Thursday evening, aren't we? I mean, on top of that, right, like, 
I think we literally put the timestamps in the description so you can literally yeah, fuck yeah, off you can, and you, you can even ignore like. them. Yeah, do what you it's like. like a pick and mix. Just, yeah. Exactly. Because you know some people, that's one thing about us and I think maybe that's even a reason we don't have as many viewers as we potentially could have because mm. we don't have these clickbaity titles like, you know, is is Drake the best rapper ever? Like, we don't do shit like that. We just say, oh, here's a review. Oh, here's where we talk about the new stuff. Here's where we talk shit. And here's where, here's the part you actually care about. Like, when most people try to bait you into listening to the whole thing. Mm. It'll be like, oh my gosh, the craziest sex night of my life. And it's like two minutes. And it's not even their story. Some shit from Reddit. Like, that's what they do. And they're like, we don't do that. We're just honest guys. We yeah. don't. It's true. <laughs> yeah. Um, But we have a lot of... Uh, new releases to get through so before we do that let us go on to our spotlight series for the week it's week number 92 and it was your pick this week yes sir and this week i had young puda and sorry the way i found this one so it's not usually we talk about oh the spotify algorithm or oh listen Mm -hmm. to this album this one was like the pure, I guess, somewhat organic, right, way, which was just straight through the TV. And this is really weird if you know me, because I do not listen to TV, mate. I don't watch TV, don't do any of that shit. But the TV was on, I thought, why not? And MTV was on, and I, I'd never even watched MTV that much as a child. And there was a guy doing a freestyle, I was doing a freestyle with another guy. And um, me and my friends were all watching, we're like, wow, this guy's actually... It's kind mm-hmm. of going in. It's kind of it's kind of borrowed. Like, who the hell is this guy? And then we searched him up, and it turned out to be Young Puda. And um, he didn't, didn't have any projects out, so we're like, okay, you know, maybe he had a nice freestyle. Let's see what one of his songs was saying. So then I played Trophies, which is one of the songs you can see on the Spotlight series playlist. And I was like, okay, cool. It's a little Wiz Khalifa vibe, nice little bop. He's got nice little flow. He's got nice little bars. Um, and then he had, um, obviously, I didn't know he had a, another single, his hit single, which was, sorry, let me just get the name of it. Sorry for I go crazy it should be on the instagram was it repeat that or no 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 it was um sorry forever tripping so uh-huh. the other one's forever just his hit single so i was like oh he's actually a pretty good rapper he's, um i don't know if he's been around that long i think it's only about a year or so he only has a few singles out but he seems to have a lot of buzz behind him he actually seems like quite a competent rapper it's got quite um I won't say he's super diverse, but he's got different styles to him in terms of production-wise, so I thought it was quite cool. So he's only got a few singles out, so he's one of those ones where we're at the start, guys. If you want to jump on the train, jump on the train now. Um, yeah, I think he's a, he's a nice talent, so that's it, really, from Fair Houston. Enough. Yeah, I uh, yeah, I wasn't aware of him before, so again, mm-hmm. introducing me to another new artist. Um, I'll definitely check him out. Yeah, mm-hmm. looks yeah. good. The uh, Forever Tripping, Forever Tipping, sorry. Tipping, sorry. The cover art really reminds me of the so the 21 Savage Metro Booming cover. Sa- yeah, Savage World 2. Mm, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yep, that's the one. Sorry, yeah, yeah Forever Tipping. And yes, also has a new single drop, which came out earlier this year. Yeah. Which is more of a ratchet in the club song, if you're into that. So, yeah. <laughs> cool. Uh, yeah, if you guys tune in next week on our social media, Instagram and Twitter, then you will see we have a 93rd artist coming for you. So, haven't picked them yet. I, I went through it's a It's got to be a big one. 93 like, to infinity, John. You've got, you've oh, got to hit us with it. Yeah, that's true. Mm-hmm. A lot of pressure there. Yeah. Um, but yeah, let's move on to the new singles uh, this week. So we had one from um, from from the UK's very own Central Sea. Uh, it's called it's called Doja. Oh gosh. Um, I was tweeting about this earlier today. <laughs> it just kind of got to me when I listened to it for a second or third time. Just how just how dreadful it is. Just how indicative <laughs> it is of the listeners, probably in this country, of the way that we consume music. Mm. That it, you know, there was a snippet of the song um, "Doja" that kind of blew up on TikTok, right? Yeah, went a bit viral. 
as things do these days, um, says nothing about the quality of it. It just, you know, the algorithm picks up the mm. teenage girls and boys tune in and, and, you know, watch it for five seconds and then scroll on and forget about it. But apparently that means it's popular. So obviously Central C picked up on that, released the full song Doja, uh, released it last Friday. And it's pretty shit, isn't it? <laughs> I mean, first and foremost, right, somewhat unrelated. It's related, but mm. what is it about the last year or so and like lesbian jokes becoming a thing again. Talking like, oh, I'm not gay. Like I'm a homophobe. Like I'm after gay. Drake did it, right? Yeah, because I've two chains did it on mm-hmm. um who's his uh, that guy. Oh my gosh, let's listen to his album. YG's mate. He did it on that guy's album. What why am I why is my head blanking? He's Muzi? Muzi? What the Muzi? fuck? Sorry. Mozzie, sorry. Yeah, 2 Chains did it on Mozzie's album. Drake uh-huh. did it last year. And I've got Central C doing it. It's like it's been cropping up more and more. I think it's because of Drake. Drake just ruins everything. It's like, why is that becoming a thing again? Like some 20 year old joke. It's like, bring. it's like, it literally is the equivalent of bringing back your mum jokes. Yeah. But because yeah. now it's like, no, honestly, it's like, what the hell? But now it's like TikTok, right? And I'm, I'm not going to lie. I'm one of those boomers. I don't see TikTok as the most positive thing in the world. I know it's like dominating like search engines. It's dominating the, like YouTube. Like it's it's taking over. Like the 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 tech kids they don't like TikTok. It's, it's, it's the, the yeah. death of uh, what is the word? I feel like it's the death of like any kind of innovation. I think it's the death of how we use social media and the internet now. Most people get their food recommendations from TikTok. Do you know how crazy that is? You don't even need to search up anymore. Like, songs, food. Like, the Chinese really know what they're doing with this algorithm, bro. Like, and to be honest, whenever, and even Chinese, I'm not going to lie, John. I'm a bit I'm a bit apprehensive. I think over the past couple of years, I'm like, actually, oof, let me let me double double guess on that one. So, yeah. I think when it comes to music, um, some songs that come popular, some songs are good. I think this is one where it's like, it feels like a bit of a, a, bit of a meme, uh, mm. to be honest. So, yeah, Absolutely. I don't get what the hype is. And I think... He's weird though, sorry, just just because we don't really talk about uh, Mr. Sench that much on this podcast, but it's so weird, the kind of um, discussion around Central C, it almost feels, right, especially when it comes to people in the UK music industry who write and talk about music, it's almost, it's almost as if they don't really want to critique him. It's like, oh, you know, I really appreciate what he's doing. Oh, yeah, I really appreciate his fan base. Like, no one really wants to say, I don't like this guy. I read I a review from Theda about this, yeah. and it was shocking. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, basically, just like acknowledged all of the points, but was like, but you know what? He's 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 creating like conversation, and <laughs> with that, he's got a moment in the spotlight, and it'll be interesting to see. What he Are does you serious? That. Li- literally, that that was what the review said. Oh my god! Um, what does that even mean? It's just ridiculous. What does that even it? mean? Like the oh song is fucking ridiculous. It's mm. just like child, like childish, like. When we were at school, like just the yeah. the kind of like ignorant homophobia, right? That that mm-hmm. um, is not excusable, but it was ignorance, right? And mm-hmm. like this guy's in his twenties, like he he's been around the world, he he knows what he's doing, yeah. and it's insecure as well in a very very embarrassing way. Mm-hmm. Um, it's also really boring. Like his voice <laughs> is just like yeah. all of that aside, like musically, is just so uninspired. Like it's dreadful music. And the sampling, don't even get me started about the sampling. The amount of times that we've talked about how UK rappers are just mm. in this, yeah. like, this kind of, what is it, like, squid game where they just mm. can't escape from. 
and there are just like these old school samples just like going mm. off the walls and they're just like oh, let me just let me just get a random sample let me use that let, let me switch up to 180 beats per minute oh, and man. do nothing with it that's what mm-hmm. he's done again here like the let me blow your minds Gwen and Eve song right mm-hmm. and you know what's even funny do you know what I heard John it's gonna, it's gonna make you laugh a little bit do you know what I heard because you know Central C um, the song is short right a minute and what 37 seconds yep, yep. someone said oh you know um this whole trend, like songs are becoming shorter these days. I said, who? Someone actually tweeted that like, oh, you know, in music, not just Central C, right? Not just Central C and a couple people that person's listened to. They said everyone in music is making shorter songs. Like, yeah, that's the trend now. And I think someone else even said, yeah, because, you know, Pink Pantherist makes short songs. That's why everyone's making short Who songs. the fuck's copying Pink Pantherist? Stop it. I know, I know. It's like, what are you not even talking about? Do you guys actually listen to music now? Like, are we just talking about music we hear about on Twitter? Is that is that the length of our, like, kind of exploration phase? Like, what the fuck? How many albums are long as fuck this year? Like, people still... There's still normal length songs, guys. If you like, were to say that, yeah. that people are making longer albums with more songs, yes, that's true. And, like, lots of little interludes mm-hmm. to get the plays, sure. Yeah. But, like, the average song length is not... I would not say... It's, it's, it's not gone down to, like, two like, minutes. No. Dave's around. Like, come on. <laughs> Yeah. yeah, it's like it's like you know people just want to have like uh-huh. a unique. You take they think oh you know this is a piece of analysis that no one's even looked at. It's like no, you're not. You're, this is not a trend. This is just in your brain out of the five yeah, artists yeah. you listen to. This is not mm. actually a trend. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but like yeah, Cole, yeah. Cole Bennett, obviously mm-hmm. very famous guy. Shot the yeah. video. Yeah, first time working so. with a obviously with a UK artist. I was gonna ask that. Damn, that's huge. Yeah, and like if Jesus. this is your bag, just you know. Then, then that's fine. But obviously, here at TVC, we uh, mm-hmm. we really do strive to bring you the best music that we find, and also to call, you know, call a spade a spade, or call a massive pile of dog shit a massive pile of dog shit, and that's what this song is. Um, but he's too big to fail now. That's the thing. He now. is. He is. He's too big. Yeah. To, like he is so. Cause um, yeah, he's he's too fucking famous. Like, um, I don't know if you remember that video last year when he was in like the Netherlands or something like that, and like he was swarmed, and I was like, "What Central C? Really? Like crazy?" Obviously, performed out here at Rolling Loud, and he performed mm. at Wireless. Like, yeah, like they, like Europe especially, they really fuck with him. So yeah, yeah too big to fail now. There we go. Um, new tracks this week. More, mm. I'd say, more new albums than new mm. tracks, but we can quickly run through a quick of them. Yeah. Um, yeah, yeah. A couple of them, sorry. So we had Pressurelicious uh, by Megan The Stallion and Future. The thing about Future, someone said this to me, and maybe this will be a discussion. Mm-hmm. Um, they said, oh, in terms of um, verses, in terms of a verses, sorry, it's no one can beat Future, no one from our decade can beat Future in a verses. And I really, I got triggered by that. And I thought about it. I was like, damn. That motherfucker might be right. Yeah, she might be right. Like, as much as you might, like, like or dislike some of Future's albums, in terms of hits, he has a lot of bloody um, hits, to be honest. Like, a lot of hits. And I think, obviously, coming with one of the biggest rap, female rap hit makers in the game right now with Megan, you would expect a banger, right? And the song's okay. I'm transitioning. See that little nice little segue. Transition. It was cool. Like, I like Future. I think Future's a cool artist. Um, Mm. he's He's a very hit and miss for me. I don't think everything he drops is gold, but I think he's, like, you know... He has, he has mm. some nice songs. Um, in terms of this song, um, he had a line which was quite funny. I, I tweeted it out where he's like, <laughs> hold up, I'm, I'm going to put my de- my demon in her veins for sure. I was like, wait, what? <laughs> what does that mean? That's so dark. Um, 
and transition to song because it's Megan's song. Here's the thing, right? Because I'm going to get ahead of the constant. I don't think the people who have this um, critique listen to this podcast anyways, but I'm going to say it because who's going to shoot me? No one. So when it comes to Megan Thee Stallion, right? A lot of people who don't like Megan Thee Stallion, it's like, well, you're just a fucking misogynist, aren't you? Like, you're, you listen to all those guys, right? You listen to all those guys who talk about getting pussy every week and getting money. And it's like, I'm sorry. <laughs> Those same artists get critiqued the exact same way. Like, no one has ever put any of those type of artists in, like, the top 10 of all time in any sort of capacity. Mm-hmm. No one's like, oh, you know who's really amazing? They're, like, one of the best rappers of all time. It's like, why G, mate? Like, no one ever says that. It's like, those same artists get critiqued for doing the same shit. And I think that's where I'm at with Megan. Like, Megan's really good at making mm-hmm. songs about fucking guys and how her ass is out of this world. And I appreciate that. I really do. But at this point in her career now, she's been out for years now. Yeah. Like, yeah. years. I expect a bit more growth from her. And now I'm just like, I already know, before I even hit play, I already... I honestly think, I honestly think, if you did a bingo with the words Megan was going to say in a song, you'd probably get, like, more than half of it right yeah. at this point. I so that's how I feel about it. I think maybe we can make that a segment in a future future episode. <laughs> maybe. Maybe. I just have what, what do you think of the song? Lyric bingo. Um I think her verse or is in her presence mm-hmm. on the track was was far superior to Future's. Agreed. Yeah. I think he was quite boring on here. Mm-hmm. Um I don't know, have we heard them before on tracks together? I'm trying to think. I haven't. I can't think of one. Mm-hmm. Um but yeah, no, it just oh, it wasn't that wasn't that interesting for me. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, you could probably do the same for Future and half these artists, couldn't you? Mm-hmm. I mean, the song is like, it's okay. It's like, fine. it's just, I've just heard a Megan song like this like a 10,000 times at this point. He say he toxic. I said, okay, well, I'm poisoned. Spit it in my mouth. I enjoy it. Fair enough. And he was talking about being on that Adderall for like eight yeah. parts straight. I did find that funny. I can't lie. But it's like, yeah, it's just future being future, man. He said one, two, three, four, five, six, seven times. Yeah. In the space of four lines. Yeah. God. I mean, fucking on Admiral sounds like an insane experience, actually. So, you if he did it, then it must be enough to write about. So, fair enough. I would not be. He really wrote home about that. Yeah. Yeah. I personally won't be doing that, but, you know, fair enough. Each their own. Yeah. Um, other new track we had was oh. The Vision by Maxo mm-hmm. Cream featuring Anderson Park. This is obviously, I think, these extended editions from the album, right? The mm-hmm. deluxe edition of Weight of the World. Mm-hmm. Uh, so yeah, the new track with Anderson Park. I didn't care for it. Okay. I thought it was pretty mediocre. Um, I don't think Anderson Park was given enough on here to work with. I don't know what... I mean, Anderson Park obviously kills almost every feature he does. Good. But... Yeah, the something wasn't right here. I can't quite put my finger on it, but it just didn't really. They didn't really mesh. Okay, fair. I thought it was okay. It's a, I think that's the thing. It's just, it's just alright. It's alright, man. Like, um, again, I don't think Anderson fails. Like, I, I don't know. Maybe it's biased. But I just, I, I think Anderson sounds nice. I even like his hook actually. But um, yeah, it's just not much. It's a weird combination to me. It is actually. I don't know if Max or Cream and Anderson work, but um, it was cool. Like, the song's not bad. It's just like, oh, yeah, it's cool. Anderson's floating over some smooth production. Uh, Max or Cream's giving a verse. Hmm. didn't seem like the chemistry is there to be like, wow, this yeah. is a banger. Yeah, I, I think, think that's, that's what probably, it is. That's probably right. Yeah. yeah. 
Right. So we had a few releases this week. Mm-hmm. There's obviously the re-release on uh, on streaming platforms of Mac Miller's 2011. I love life. Thank you. It's mm-hmm. nice, nice to have that on there. If people haven't heard that yet, do go check it out. It's one of his, yeah, one of his earliest projects. So uh, it's nice to have that on streaming. Mm-hmm. We had Joey Badass. Finally, he did it. Unbelievable. He dropped his album mm-hmm. 2000. And we'll be getting to that at some mm-hmm. point shortly. So, mm-hmm. you know, we'll kind of reserve judgment there. If you if you follow us on Instagram, you would have seen a few days ago on our on our story that um, one of our co-hosts <laughs> did a little, did a little live, told us how he felt, told us he was a bit scared of listening to the album. I really was. I really was. I think for valid reasons, right? Like... Because throughout the whole weekend, don't wrong, I had a quite busy weekend, but I, I definitely could have, there was every time where it's like, I could listen to this album right now. But I was like, I, I'm just not ready. I'm just not ready to take this in. Um, because of obviously, like, like it's been five years, long time. So there's a lot to talk about. Um, I think it might be one of the, mo- the most emotionally invested reviews we're going to do mm. yet. Because, yeah, there's just like, obviously for someone I have so much faith in, there's a lot to talk about. So yeah, uh, stay tuned for that one. There really is. So we also had three other releases, I think. So we had mm-hmm. one from the Koreatown Oddity, mm-hmm. who's one of our Spotlight Series artists way yes, back so. when. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, we obviously at the time, his his latest project that came out was the 2020 uh, Little Dominique's Nosebleed, which was, yeah, pretty well reviewed around the time. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think we both were like, yeah, pretty cool artists, you know, kind of uh, the album kind of revolved around like two car accidents that had happened to him when he was, you know, younger and how that kind of changed mm-hmm. his life, blah, blah, blah. Quite, quite inventive, quite cool narratives and stuff. You know, he's an, he's an interesting artist for sure. Yeah. Um, but this album is a bit of a wild ride. I'm yes. not sure what to think of it yet. Um, I've only listened to it once, so mm-hmm. I need to go through it again. It feels like it's a bit of a test the whole way through to, to kind of keep listening and, and engage. I'm not sure. A lot of like, constant like disorienting sounds um mm-hmm. but yeah what what were your initial thoughts on this one i think initially like i said i agree with that um it felt longer than it actually is but in a good way in a good way it just feels like he's talking about a lot um mm. as he usually is um production is really good i like the production is quite a lot actually i think more so than um his last album um i'm not really sure what he's going for here because Cause I know at the start when he talks, it's like, oh, actually, I'm not a black guy. I'm a, I'm a white guy from like Britain. I was like, wait, what the fuck? It's so weird. And also he talks about why he kind of um, adopted his American voice to kind of connect with his audience. I mean, he tries to make his audience come off as like very like, um, not fake, but very like trivial surface level. They don't really understand them. They're just kind of like taking the, like, the mm. generic shit from his music. I mean, that's his way of kind of coping with it. But in my head, I was like, surely you'd use the white voice with your listeners and the black voice would be the real voice but so I'm not really understanding what's going on there but then also he talks a lot about like his confusion with everything dealing with like his world around him and stuff like that which is quite cool I think he's talking about a lot there's not there's enough like little interesting points here for me to go back to it's like and his rapping delivery is always intrigued me because it's like it's like in another world, I'd hate it. It's like it's like it's one tone away from me hating it, but yes. I don't hate it. Yeah, it's yeah. like yeah. Do you know what I mean? I can't explain it. It's like it's like if JPEG Mafia talked for an entire Ooh, album. No, that's how you'll sound like. Yeah, that's like, but it's almost like I I'd almost hate it. Like I almost hate it, but I don't hate it. it. Actually works. So yeah, that's how I feel at the moment. Okay, I think it's cool. I'll recommend yeah. it. Yeah, yeah. No, definitely get into it. Uh, I think mm-hmm. two tracks I enjoyed specifically. Um, 
were obviously the homeboys in outer space mm-hmm. and something or nothing. I liked them nice different sounding. as well. Oh, cool. And, yeah. In different good song as well. Yeah. And yeah. um hello. Hello. That's good. So, yeah, yeah. And uh, was it Misophonia? Mm-hmm. Was that the track? Yeah, Misophonia. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I definitely have Misophonia. What is that song? It's a thing. Oh, what is it's it? In like, it re- it's in like specific sounds, just like... Oh, I know you, know you. What's that sound for you? Uh, As someone who's lived with you, I don't know. What's that? People eating. Oh, okay, yeah. I think for me, people burping. Oh, oh really? fucking people hate eating, when people burp. People breathing yeah. or swallowing. <laughs> I'm not around for that. <laughs> Obvious joke there, but I'm just going to leave that one because you don't have to take every oh, shot, kid. Oh, you don't sake. have to take every for shot there sake. is, kid. <laughs> but fair enough. Anyway. If you hate that sound, then fair enough, John. You anyway. know, the different anyway, strokes for different let's forms. move on. Uh, Mozzie released his album, which obviously mm-hmm. just we're talking about him. Yeah. Uh, did you get a chance to hear any of it? Yes. Really like it. You did. I'm a big I'm, fan too. I'm, Survivor's yeah. Guild. <laughs> I really like it. And I'll say this from the onset. This is someone who's, um, I don't think I've heard of Mozzie outside of YG. This is the first time I've ever heard of a Mozzie project. I didn't even realise he was this fucking popular. What, what the hell? Um, so yeah, I had to check this one out. Um, I wasn't, I didn't know what to expect going into it. I liked the cover. Mm-hmm. That was it. But I really like this. I have like three songs saved just off the first listen. Like I really like this. Um, Really like this. I think it's a really good album. If You Love Me is incredible. Mm-hmm. Um, those Trong... I mean, there are so many good Trongs... Uh, mm-hmm. song, so I'm trying to say songs and tracks at the same time. Um, there was obviously 42 Doug on here. I'm not the biggest fan of him, but the song worked. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. The song with SG, obviously 42 Doug's partner in his recent Ooh, album. yes. SG lurking. I think that song's amazing. I think that song's really fucking good. Yeah. <laughs> And um, what else? There was For Life. I like that one as well. Um, a bit more ratchet, but I did like In My Face with 2 Chainz, Sweetie and YG. We spoke about 2 Chainz earlier. Um, most of the songs are cool. Even the song with um, Blast and YG wouldn't be us. Ah, uh, yeah. Yeah, I know YG, I know people will never give Blast a, a creative beat to, to challenge him. I know it's never going to happen, but it's fine. Like, he does what he needs to do. Yeah, I think this, for the most part, the production is very clean. It's very, like, you know, um, by the books. But I think his subject matter is actually more varied than I expected. Yes. Again, didn't have any expectations. I just thought it was going to be some trap album. But um, yeah, very subject matter. The songs that are ignorant or go hard, they really do go hard. There's only a couple songs that I would actually take off here. Like only like a, literally like a few songs I'll take off here. So I'm actually very hot on this. I'm not going to lie. I don't think there's been a bad album this week, but this is probably one of my favourites. Yes, it's definitely up there this year. Mm-hmm. I think when we we tweeted a few things from from our social media about you know mm-hmm. kind of top eight rap albums, but it just mm-hmm. goes to show like the yeah. end of year is going to be it's going to be crazy. the hardest. I think it's going to be the hardest yeah. end of year we've ever done. I agree. I think it's hardest year. Like even pre TVC, this might be the hardest one ever. Like man, like I don't think people really understand. Maybe because of, they don't listen to music we listen to. It's like mm-hmm. if you were just listen to like popular artists, maybe there's not that much music. But this year has been crazy in terms of music absolutely fucking insane it feels like, like there's got yeah. to be separate lists but we can't you know we've, we've got yeah. to do our 30 haven't we <laughs> yeah but. and i think there's i think i've listened to more albums now at this halfway point I remember last year jake hall was the only one before the halfway point that was like super relevant i think i've listened to more albums that i've liked in this halfway point than i did last year like it's insane like it's so many good albums this year so yeah mm. Don't know, and we still got five months to go. Crazy, I'm so scared. Uh, I don't know what's gonna go. Don't who go knows? On who yeah, knows? Who knows? Um, yeah. but the other album that we had, well, it's actually an EP, 
But, um, you know, all the same these days, isn't it? Mm. We had Rico Nasty's tape. Lab, That's an EP. Arenas. It's, I don't think it's an album, no. Oh, for fuck's They've got sake. you again, didn't they? I, I, I went into it thinking it was an album, but fair enough. It's a long-ass EP. Yeah. Okay, fair enough. Well, it's either an EP it? or a mixtape, because I remember looking it up and it was like, yeah, this is not a studio album. Okay, let's see what they say on Instagram. The truth is always on Instagram. What they, they, If they say my new EP, then it's an EP. Let's see what they say. Oh, it's a mixtape, sorry. Okay, cool, cool. Okay. Yeah. Um, fair enough. Pretty hit and miss. But okay. where it hits, I'm very surprised because I don't listen to Rico Nasty like that at all. Mm-hmm. Um, I was just looking at the new releases and was like, yeah, cool. Going to pop her on their poster on our social medias. And then was like, yeah, I need to try and listen to all the albums this week. So I gave it a go. And mm-hmm. before I got the way through, one of my friends sent me sent me the song. I was like, oh, you need to check it out. And then when mm-hmm. I got there on the album, I was like, damn. Gods mm-hmm. to Get Paid is a sick beat. It's so good. Um, it's, it's probably my most listened to track in the last week. Like I've been really going back to that one. It sounds like something like the alchemist would do or like it's, yeah, it's pretty gritty. Have you heard it? Yep. Absolute fucking banger. Huge banger. <laughs> Absolute fucking I posted banger. it on our Instagram yeah. story mm-hmm. and it was hard to pick a little clip because it's like Old three, song. two, one. Ding. ding. Yeah, mm. man. It's a banger. Yeah, I think I'm a bit more positive on this uh, mixtape than you are. Mm-hmm. I really like it. I think with Rico, I've always liked Rico Nasty. Um, I liked her on, if you liked Rico Nasty, you liked this project, check her out on Denzel Curry's Melt My Eyes See Your Future. She's on the Posse Cut, Ain't No Way. And she kicks it off as well. It's quite cool. I think what's cool about Rico Nasty is that she's a bit more rock influenced than the other rappers. Because, um, you know, there's, there are more than like five good female rappers at any one time, guys. And um, so for me, it's like her, Flo Millie, and um, baby tape doesn't want uh-huh. to like keep my eyes on the moment. I really like yeah, Philly. Yeah. Um, so I was kind of going into like good expectations, right? I think most of the songs are like good. I like mm. how it transitions from like I'll say like trap rap to yeah. kind of like pop rap, then to almost like really rocky at the end after the yes. interlude. I do yeah. like that transition actually. Um, songs like, like you said, Got To Get Paid, Absolute Heater. The song Messy with TJ, Tizo Touchdown and BK The Ruler, love that as well. Mm-hmm. Blow Me. I like, um, I like the closer Chicken Nugget when she's talking about like having a child and like her come up. I really like that song as well. Yeah, I think, I think like for example, if I'm like playing games, if you're like a streamer, I think even Twitch, Watch Your Man, sorry mm-hmm. to interrupt, the Marshmallow yeah. track. Mm-hmm. That's decent. I think the first half of the album's well, album, the first half of this mixtape is really strong. Hmm. Like I like intrusive. I like black punk. I, I like her nature. She gives me like there's obviously huge influences from mm. like Rockhampton, um, maybe a little bit JPEG and obviously like rock influence. I think it's cool that we have someone like this in the scene. So yeah, actually, I, I really enjoy this one as well. I do enjoy it. I think, for example, like if I'm like playing a game or something like that, having this in the this would be like my perfect like playing games for music, hundred yeah. percent. Yeah. yeah, I fuck with it. Yeah, same. Mm-hmm. Maybe yeah, maybe not quite as strongly as you, but there yeah. are some there are some good tracks. Yeah, in there's here. some. The highs are really high in this. I'll say Very that. high. Yeah. Yes, I think that is it in terms of new releases this week. Unless uh, you have anything to add. Uh no, you know, what? people liked my little question last week or little like random. Yeah, yeah. It. So I'm I'm gonna throw I'm gonna throw another one out there. This is this is a break up. Maybe maybe I'll do this every week. Maybe I won't. We'll see how it goes. Right. Um. So I'll do an easy one because the artist that everyone listens to, right? Drizzy Drake. I'll say, what's 
what's a Drake line that sticks in your head? Like, oh, you know what? That's one of my favorite lines that just sticks in my head. There we go. No I've got time to answer that. Are you asking me? No, I'm asking you. I think I'm asking people at home. No, I, like, I don't give a fuck if you're asking you. I'm what's asking a Drake you. line that sticks in my yeah, head? Yeah, just, just, just be a, a catchy line. Like, oh, you know what? Honestly, that's always like a Drake line that sticks in my head. The first line that comes to me is just hold on, we're going home. Fair enough. That very sweet. Yeah, there we go. Very sweet. It's nice, isn't it? Yeah, it is sweet. Love and not yeah. hater. Um, but we're going to take a short <laughs> break. And then just swiftly moving on. Going to take a very short break and then we'll be back with the main part of the episode. Don't go anywhere. Right. And we are back. I hope you have uh, grabbed a little drink, something, you know, a little snack. I don't know. don't know what you guys do. Maybe you're out on a walk. Maybe you're, you're walking around a park in London or New York or Washington or many of the countries that you guys or listen Germany. to us in. Or Germany. Or France. Or yeah. France and Portuguese listeners have gone up recently. Um not quite sure why that is, but we'll look into the uh, the algorithms of that. Malawi as well. Uh, Zambia. All yep. over the world, John. All Indonesia. World. Shout out to you guys. Mm-hmm. Um, so this week, as you would have seen from the title of the episode, mm-hmm. um, we are going to be starting a new series called What If. Now we have our What Happened To, What The Hell Happened To series. We have our um, politics as usual. Mm-hmm. And we also, you know, we have our end, our Sorry, our anniversary episodes, and we have our year-end album listing at, at and the, the TVC Awards, right? TVC. And the People versus TVC. We've got about five or so now on the run. Yeah. So we thought, you know, let's go for a sixth. Yeah. And this one is What If? So we'll be picking a couple of different conversations, and we'll be kind of exploring what, you know, what kind of would happen in this hypothetical, right? Looking back to mm-hmm. the past. What if so-and-so didn't do this? What if so-and-so went down this career path? Yes. Um, so what kind of inspired you? Because you came up with this idea, right? Like, was there a yeah. particular question that had been burning in your mind? And you were like, we need, we need to start discussing these. Uh, not necessarily. Um, I think it was more from when I watched the Marvel series. Definitely not affiliated. Don't sue us. Um, the Marvel series, what if? Um, and then they kind of went over their what ifs. Um, no, sidebar. Uh decent series could have been done better i think some of their what is were kind of boring i don't really give a fuck about um what was it captain america's old home girl being um captain and was it captain marvel whatever they made her like captain uk i don't really care for a uk captain america bit shit in my opinion but that's where the idea came from so um i was like oh like that'd be quite interesting if we did something like that like what mm-hmm. if with like music right because it's all just hypotheticals we all have ideas about music or way things or the way we think things should go, mm. or the way we want things to go. So I thought it'd be cool to kind of play those ideas uh, on TVC. That's really where the idea came from. For sure. Mm. So without further ado, let's just get into it. Um, we have our first one. Going to surprise you. We've got a few here. Uh, but I thought the first one we should go for is, what if Beyonce and Jay-Z never married? Never got together. Yeah, this is an interesting one because also you think, oh, that's got nothing, it's got nothing to do with music, uh, John and Tops. Like, what are you not talking about? But obviously, I think anyone who is breathing and has a consciousness is aware that Beyonce and Jay-Z obviously had made a lot of music together um, at the start of the relationship, which popularised their relationship and in turn popularised each other's careers, even though, you know, in their own rights, they were kind of like front runners in their genres. Everyone knows that. But together... They became like a worldwide sensation. You think of O3, Body and Clyde, Crazy in Love, Drunk in Love, songs yeah. like this, like huge, huge songs. Um, even Ape Shit, obviously had yeah. a whole album together. Eventually. Wouldn't have even got Lemonade. 
mean wouldn't have even got eliminated. It's true. So I think the first thing is kind of going all the way back, right? Kind of like how big would they have been separately as artists? And hate to say it, guys, I just don't think they'll be as big as each other are. Like I think they'll be respected for sure, but I don't think they'll be an icon as they are. And I think being an icon. Um, takes your career to a level that talent I know just can't do. So I think initially I'll start there. Yeah, yeah. I'd agree because, you know, at the time when they kind of get together, obviously Beyonce is the quote-unquote smaller artist, right? Mm-hmm. Like Jay-Z's been around for like six, seven years at this point. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, he He's obviously going to be the rapper that he has mm-hmm. been. I don't think necessarily the relationship would affect the rapping ability, like the mm-hmm. kind of music or let's say the quality of music that he puts out in the album. But, um, so I think we'll definitely start there. And I think the same, same goes for Beyonce. I think she was always super talented. Destiny child. Like we know she can sing. We know she can write, we know she can perform, but coming together, what that does for them both is create, obviously, you know, like the absolute power couple. Um, it kind of raises their status as, Mm -hmm. um, as more than just like solo artists. Um, Mm -hmm it definitely obviously provides like fodder for their own music. Like it, it provides like an interesting album concept for Beyonce. It provides um, like really, really like important cultural moments at, at kind of uh, big shows at Glastonbury or wherever it is at Coachella, right? When you've got yeah. the two of them together, like these, these yeah, moments like transcend yeah. anything their solo careers would have ever done um, or would have ever achieved. So I think that's definitely done wonders for them. Yeah. Would you would you say that their marriage has kind of elongated their careers? Yes, <laughs> I mean Talk just by me. definition, by by definition of four forty four and Lemonade. Um, not to saying that they would have made good albums outside of that, but I think in terms of elongating their careers, in terms of sorry, oh, long day, boys, long day. We do the best for you guys. Um, in terms of them being interesting to the old audience, for example, yeah. like. Would Jay Z become like this, like niche? Not niche. Would he become like a, a legend in the background, kind of like what Nas is now? Mm. Would he have been that person instead of being like he's still Jay Z? Anytime Jay Z says a word, you have those like motivation Instagrams cropping it and putting it up straight away. Like he's still that guy when it comes to um, what he says. Whereas Nas, you don't really hear much from that guy. Even if he does interviews, mm. like you don't really see people share him that much. Or like. I don't know who else is quite big from the 90s. Like, you know, people like that, you don't really see that. But Jay-Z is still like, it feels like despite whatever era, his relevance is just as high as the biggest rapper of that generation. Mm. Like if Drake and Jay-Z both did a concert, I think they'll both set out. Like it's still, he's still that guy. I don't think that would be the case um, if him and Beyonce weren't together. Because I think in a weird, indirect way, I think because their relationship was seen as like a symbol, it also added to its... Mm his case of being the best rapper ever. Um, which is weird. I, just, I can't really explain it. I think it's so indirect, but I think intuitively it feels like that. That's the case. Like, that's just how I feel. Like would Jay-Z be seen as such a big superstar without Beyonce? Cause Beyonce, cause like for every rapper, like, you know, the symbol of being a sick rapper or, or one of the things about being a rapper is like the women. Right. And obviously has, mm. you say the baddest woman in the game with her so it's like wow so he's that the best rapper and he has the best woman oh my gosh like he really you know no we're not song jigger that nigga he really is that guy like i yeah, think yeah. that adds to it big time yeah mm-hmm. sure. yeah no, i agree i agree and i think in like the definitely i'd say the earlier stages of their careers yeah beyonce benefits more but i think now jay-z like you're saying 
a hundred percent is benefiting from it. Um, yeah. I think if they were to break up, I think it would have a massive impact on his career. I don't think it would impact hers as much. I don't think it would impact either of them because I think the guys would be so intrigued. I feel like Jay-Z is the definition of like the Premier League. Like, you know how guys just go crazy. Like, oh my gosh, we need the Prem back. I'm, I'm so happy the Prem's back. Oh my God. I feel like that's what Jay-Z is to rappers. Mm-hmm. Like, or even just like anyone who likes hip hop's like, oh, like <clears throat> they might not even listen to hip hop that much, but Jay-Z's here. Oh my gosh, Jay-Z's here. He's going to say something. He has an album. I think people will turn up for that if they broke up now because I think He's not someone who talks much, so when he does, it's like it's like all oh, scandalous. What am I gonna learn from this um, breakup? I think people will be super interested in that. I think maybe the years to come. Actually, that's a good question. Who would be the bigger artist if they were never together to begin with? Would it be Beyonce or would it be Jay? I'll say Beyonce. I think so, and I mean she is the bigger artist. Like she, in yeah. terms of like popularity, she peaked far beyond whatever he did. Yeah, it's true. Is in, yeah. you know, her music obviously transcends like genre in terms of popularity right like yeah. she i know yeah. jay-z's obviously you know he's like he's been at glastonbury like he's not mm. just like the yeah, rapper small guy. yeah yeah, yeah. Mm. um but i think yeah beyonce probably in terms of like what she's done for for them as a couple mm-hmm. she definitely transcends yeah yeah i think beyonce is more transcendent Mm. as an artist then Jay because even back then like oh my gosh Beyonce like you know Beyonce was, was an icon yep. even back then so whereas Jay-Z was like yeah you know Def Jam Records he's CEO mm. and all that stuff that was cool but where else like yeah you didn't have like everyone saying oh I want like I want to have like hips like Beyonce I want this like Beyonce like that whole thing of like Beyonce was a thing even 20 years ago where yeah. I don't think Jay-Z had I think rappers wanted to be like Jay-Z I don't think everyone wanted to be like Jay-Z back then so yeah, I think that's I think that's where I take it. It's quite crazy thinking of it now. That I'm, that I'm saying this because, because yeah, because when you compare Beyonce, you're comparing her to MJ at this point, as a lot of people have said. Like that's that's the pe- the bucket people put her in, right? Whereas Jay, you don't say Jay's one of the best artists of all time. You say he's one of the best rappers of all time. Yeah. People are saying Beyonce is just straight up one of the best artists of all time. Mm. Um, so I think talent wise. Beyonce benefits I think commercial wise Beyonce benefits I don't think she'll be as big as she is now for sure but I think she'll still be huge yeah I agree I agree mm-hmm. and I'm, I'm not gonna lie I'm I'm nervous for this album mm-hmm. really this Beyonce album I'm very nervous really? I don't know how to feel about it because obviously I think given her Instagram post this is the direction shit is gonna go Ish. in like that whole house shit um, it feels like it's gonna be don't get me wrong, like it's Beyonce and Jay Z, like not Beyonce and Jay Z, it's Beyonce. So of course, there's going to be some sort of like social themes tied into this new sound. But like that think... single, if that single was social things, I'm worried. Like well, it was, that, that was barely anything. Like what did she say? Like really nothing of any substance. Release your job, in it. Yeah, but like okay, <laughs> thanks billionaire. Like great. <laughs> now I'm living on the street and I'm broke. And I, and I haven't even it's got true. a phone to listen to your new album. Like, what do you want me to do? It's like how they said. It's always like, they always talk these social things. And it's like, oh, but buy my album <laughs> at this markup price because I'm me and I'm important. So you'll pay an extra premium to into, into go to my concerts, to buy my music. Like, it's just so fucked up. It's so true. But yeah, I think, I think that's what it's going to be, man. I think that's what it's going to be. Mm. I just, but at the same time. Capitalist posing I, as compassionate to be offending me. Anyway. I mean, that's even a bit of a self-owned by Kendrick, but whatever. But um, yeah, I don't know. I don't know what to expect, man. But I do think it will be more in that sound from what she said. But who knows, right? We'll see you this Friday. We'll see. We will see. Still a listening party.
Maybe I wouldn't mind that on like a Discord or something. I've mm. been actually I want to talk to you about it. I think we actually should do that. Yeah, yeah. Now that I've you guys that, at home are not yeah. invited. Pause no, 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 no. No, I mean no. Stop we'll it, stop it. No, but I think legit. Like actually, now let me now. I've said this. Take the vinyl collective name for Discord. We had like a Discord listening party where mm. obviously me and you are listening and we just speak and people can just listen into what we're saying. I think that'd be pretty cool. So actually, I'm going to put that in the archives. I think that'd be quite cool. cool. So continue. I'm joking, you guys, of course. Of course. Oh, okay, okay. see, John's the villain in this, in this duo. Continue. <laughs> okay, so let us move on to the second question. So I think for this one, um, Let's do what if Kendrick signed to Dreamville and not Aftermath. And just to kind of preface this, so obviously, I don't know if people saw, like, obviously John definitely hasn't seen this because he hates this guy, but J. Cole got interviewed by Nardwa again. He did his mm. second interview for Nardwa uh, just before the year ended. And I don't even know how Nardwa found this information because I've watched most J. Cole interviews from, like, the, the one from his inception, really. Mm. And, and I knew... Actually, no, I knew that Kendrick, I knew J. Cole wanted to sign Kendrick. I didn't know J. Cole actually referred Kendrick to Dr. Dre. I never knew that part. That's an insane piece of information. Um, but there was a time where I think Kendrick saw, uh, J. Cole saw Kendrick perform at like, some small bar or at like, some small internet night out. And he was like, who the hell is this guy? I want to sign him. He didn't know that um, Kendrick's already signed to top at the time. So I think that'd be quite cool. What if, like, what if, you know, J. Cole walks in that bar, he, Kendrick is not signed. He's just some independent guy and he gets signed to Dreamville. Like, how the hell would that pan out in terms of Kendrick's career or J. Cole's career? What, what do you think, John? Oof. I mean, we'd have... First, first couple of observations is we would have seen a hell of a lot of collaboration songs by now, which is weird to think about. Mm-hmm. Like, that's, that's yeah. mad. Like, there'd be a whole catalogue of, like, black hippie-esque collaborations in Dreamville with Kendrick on it, like... Yeah, that's weird. That's very that weird so to think about. Yeah, um, like yeah, I'm not really sure because obviously at the time, you know, J Cole was the bigger artist, right? Like 2011, yes, yeah, bigger mm-hmm. artist. Mm-hmm. Um, I think and I'll make a couple of observations. Right, that's been that been one. J Cole would have made much better albums. You think so? I think Kendrick. I think okay. J Cole would have a better catalog if Kendrick had joined Dreamville. Okay, why is that? You think it'd be more competitive? Yes. Okay. But then, I okay, I'll hit you with this, right? Do you think Kendrick would be given the room to hit the peaks he's hit now no. under J. Cole? Okay, no. right. Okay. So I think it's a bit of both. I think Kendrick would have been kind of, um, maybe not suppressed is the right word, but he wouldn't have had the room to kind of flourish as the, as the, the like, the attraction, you know? Because mm-hmm. obviously J. Cole would, would be in that position, but... Yeah, I think J. Cole would be making better music because like like you see J. Cole on um like his most recent album, you know, he's he's feels the pressure of like he feels the pressure of Jid on, on the label, he feels the pressure of all these young guys yep. like keeping him relevant and stopping him from making another KOD. Mm-hmm. Um and I don't think he'll be releasing that kind of music if Kendrick Lamar was on the label. <laughs> That's fair. That's fair. I think given the way Jid's gone, I actually agree with that. Yeah. And I think because I think it's clear with J. Cole how much more he turns up for a song or album when it's someone he respects. So I think obviously with someone with Kendrick going on there, I think it would just, I think it would it would be more beneficial to Cole than Kendrick because I think, obviously yeah. I think working yeah. with Dr. Dre and having, I think every debut album under Dr. Dre has been a like, 
<laughs> an overwhelming success. Um, if you think about um, Get Rich or Die Trying, the documentary, Good Kid, Mad City, doesn't really go wrong. And I just can't imagine Good Kid, Mad City without Dr. Dre's hand in it. Because you already had the idea for it. it. His life already happened at that point. But would it sound as good as it does? Like, um, would it be as commercially sounding as it does? I don't know. And then to go one further, I, just don't, I don't think Kendrick ever becomes a mainstream artist. And because of that, we never have a big three. And therefore, there's actually a world where J. Cole is seen as the best artist of this decade, like, unanimously. Which is crazy to think about. And then, not even that, Drake and J. Cole are never friends because now Drake has to compete with J. Cole for mm. the top spot. So we never get Jodeci freestyle and stuff like that. Like, it's insane. That actually might be the world we live in. Yeah. And I don't know if I want to live in a world where J. Cole's the best rapper. I actually, I did want to. I did he want to did. at one Back point. In the day, I bet he did. But, but then if... Ma- but if okay, singer. actually, thinking about this, if this... We're coming off Friday Night Lights and a sideline story. If this actually makes J. Cole, like, reach his final form, maybe I'll take it. Because J. Cole at his peak is an insane rapper. So maybe, maybe that's what we get. We just get no Kendrick. No to Pippa Butterfly. No Pulitzers. That's it. It's all gone. That's not never going to happen. Yeesh. It's never going to happen. But like and Born Sin, yeah. Illuminati is just a fucking banger. Like that, that just is like <laughs> yeah. that on crack. Maybe I'd take it. And then if Teeth have never existed, then what is the best album in that decade? It would be My Beautiful Dark Twisted Fantasy yeah. by default. Yeah. Damn. And then out of the big three, J. Cole would potentially have the best one in Forest Hills. And what kind of music, as an extension to that, what kind of music would Drake be releasing? Ah, that's true. I don't know. Does he just go left field earlier? Does he not release um, Nothing Was The Same? No, I think actually, I think I think Nothing Was The Same was the last time he tried to compete with Kendrick. 2013. 2013, sorry. It was the last yeah. time he tried to compete with Kendrick. Because obviously he had songs like The Language where he's obviously going at Kendrick and he goes yeah, for yeah. a concise project. I think he, that was his best attempt at I'm going to go toe-to-toe with this guy. But I think Drake will have an easier time going toe-to-toe with J. Cole. So I actually think Drake becomes more of a rapper over time. I don't think he goes into his singing bag this that early on in his career. I think he actually competes yeah, we don't get a lot Passion longer. Fruit. We don't get any Passion Fruit's a good song, though. But we don't get that. But it's a good song. I do fuck with Passion Fruit. But yeah, like, yeah, I think Drake becomes more of a rapper because uh-huh. his direct competitor is, like, someone he, I feel like he can compete with. But here's the thing. This is an interesting thing, right? If J. Cole's at his peak... Can he really compete with Drake? I mean, Drake can't compete with that. I think Jake Hardy's peak would be too much. Would I, be too I agree. Much. So maybe Drake just gives up even earlier. Maybe nothing's the same. Doesn't even happen. That actually might be true. It's an interesting thought, isn't it? Yeah, but we. But I know one thing for sure: we definitely don't get a big three. I don't think there'll be a third person to talk about mm-hmm. that. But it would have been Drake, J Cole, and Trey Songs is like the R and B best friend. Yeah, because <laughs> I mean, I mean it, in the like the modern day, you don't have big threes or top artists who are from the same label like you don't get a one and two who are both flourishing right yeah that's it, it's not gonna yeah. happen it's not gonna um, happen yeah it's true so yeah but i'm not willing to i'm not willing to sacrifice kendrick's career just to find out what j cole could have been like i'm not willing then, to do that maybe maybe we get the joint album right maybe maybe, get the joint album. maybe it wouldn't just be a what was it thanksgiving where they like yeah. switched <laughs> Switch the beats. That finally, yeah. yeah. I mean, man, that that was so much hype. It's actually really annoying because yeah. those songs are really good, even on both sides. Um, but it's weird because does Kendrick even switch up his style that much? Do we still get nasally Section Eighty Kendrick, or do we get you know man voice Kendrick that we get now? Like, who even knows? Because I think 
him switching his style was a bit, I think him signing to off was a big reason why he kind of switched his delivery. Um, so even then, even if you take out the prolific albums, it doesn't even sound like the same rapper. Like, mm. crazy to think about. Yeah, it's a weird, insane. weird parallel universe. Yeah, J. Cole, really, J. Cole really is, the, is the goat. Yeah, he Drake, actually might be the goat. Drake's just like producing like acapella, you know, acoustic, yeah. acoustic albums. Mm-hmm. Or just him like <laughs> crooning into the mic about, you know, all the women that have mm-hmm. betrayed him. Mm-hmm. Damn. That's kind of wild. It is kind of wild. Let's move on to our third. We have mm-hmm. we have quite a few more to get through. Mm-hmm. So yeah. that was the second one. The third one I wanted to talk about was what if Andre 3000 had a solo career? I mean, I think that's the biggest what if in everyone's mind. I, I think, think that's so. the most common what if. Yeah. Um, so I think there's two ways to go about this, right? Does he have a does he does he start his solo career whilst in Outcast or does he start his solo career after, after Outcast? That's what I'm okay. Thinking. So I think the first thing that came to mind when I saw this was commercially wise, he would definitely go platinum on his first album, maybe yep. even more than yep. triple platinum. I think because obviously if you look at Speaker Box, yeah, it went diamond, and I think if you go diamond, like that's just you're earning like anyone who's go diamond never goes broke for the rest of their life. You can't, after that, you you actually just can't go broke. He went diamond, bro. Diamond. Mm. Do you know what diamond means? So I think he goes to his solo project. I think he just smashes um, in terms of sales. I think he has anyone and everyone he wants on his album. So I think the features would be quite sick. Would it be as good? I think that's the thing. That's the quality, right? What, what would it be like? I can't really say for the quality. I think he's a good rapper. I, I, I'm not saying he'd be bad. I just don't know what it would sound like. That's the you just don't know about Outcast. Like I just kind of put my finger on it. But what I will say is, I think he'd be competent. And I think in terms of best rapper of all time, I don't think Jay Z would have it. I think Jay Z loses that that battle. And I think a lot of people lose that battle. Um, not even because I think technically no, I do think technically Andre's a better rapper than Jay Z. And I think his albums would be more conceptual and more forward thinking than anyone coming out at the time. Yeah. I think. Yeah. yeah. So I think it would solidify his status like straight up, like top two at least. Best mm. rapper ever. Yeah. It's interesting, isn't it? Because obviously when when Big Boy released his debut album Solution's Left mm. Foot, mm. like that didn't even go silver, did it? Like, Damn, did it not? It sold 175,000. What year did that come out? That came out 2010. Wow. Mm. Okay, wait. When did Speaker Box come out? Well, it might have gone. No, I don't think even on silver because gold is half a million. So I think yeah. silver's three two fifty. Yeah, you're right. When did Speaker Box come out? Oof. Yeah. That's testing me. Because maybe he left it too long. Speaker Box Could... was two thousand three. Then Idlewild was the last one, though, wasn't it? That was oh Idlewild. Sorry, Idlewild was the last one. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So four years. After four mm. years. Yeah, I think it would have to come quick after. Well, I think I think same with Andre, but I think Andre was always the more popular one anyways, to be honest. Yeah. Maybe, I think just off his brand, he had a bigger brand than Big Boy did. So yeah. I still think, okay, even if Andre releases in 2010, I still think he does better numbers. numbers well. I can't believe it's that low. That's insane to me. Wow. Wow, that's insane. Yeah. It's kind of tragic, actually. <laughs> It is given the fact that the guy's an incredible rapper, right? Yeah, he really is. <laughs> yeah, it's crazy. Yeah. Damn. It de- do you want to know what number it debuted on the billboard? Go ahead, hit me. Guess. 20? 25? So it debuted 
Oh, so only it debuted number three, right? Okay. And it sold it sold like sixty two thousand in the first week. So you're like, oh, cool. Okay, not bad. Okay. It's going somewhere, and then it only sells one hundred and seventy five eventually. So you're like, Eesh, it just dipped. Yikes! Yeah. What the fuck happened? Yeah. Damn. Yeah. Damn. Not even gold. That's crazy. Especially for the first solo Outcast album. Yeah. You would think there'd be more. And more commercially, obviously, went down after that. You know. Yeah. Yikes. Fair yeah. enough. Not great. But no, I think for Andre 3000, what would happen if he'd had a solo career, I think he would likely, I mean, most people have him in the top 10 anyway, just mm-hmm. purely based off outcast output. Mm-hmm. But solo albums, I mean, probably the GOAT. Yeah. Probably the GOAT. Probably. Um, probably. I don't think, I don't know. Oh, I think it's it's also about like when you consider the GOAT's there are certain artists that are possibly, they could be easily be considered the greatest of all time, like Black Thought, but mm-hmm. there's a particular type of rap that mm-hmm. the the publications and the public like mm-hmm. and like to consider as the GOAT. It needs to be someone, you know, who raps about street stuff. It needs to be someone who's kind of gritty and mm-hmm. like Jay-Z, Nas, Tupac mm-hmm. and Biggie and slowly but surely Kendrick are like generally yeah. considered like the top five, right? It's funny you say that because the best kept secret is Black Thought is all these yeah. things. <laughs> Just yeah. Like, yeah. It. Yeah. Um, <laughs> it's true, but go on. And I think hmm. maybe the, I don't know even what the word is, like the eclectic, eclecticism of like yeah. Andre yeah. 3000 and his different style, mm. his different kind of clothing, the things he raps mm. about, um, the way he carries himself, like being into fashion, all of this kind of stuff. But like not mm. just, you know, street fashion, but like, um, almost in the way that, like ASAP Rocky is like super mm. into his like styling. Um, mm. I don't think that works in his favor. Mm-hmm. Um, so even if he's releasing albums, they're going to be kind of critically acclaimed, but whether yeah. they'll be accepted as like by the masses as like goat worthy, I'm not sure. Well, Andre. Yeah. I think actually maybe, but then he did a whole singing album and people still say that's one of the best shit he's ever done. So I think he was kind of too big to fail. I don't think, I think Andre's brand is so high. I think it actually would Mm. work either way. I actually honestly think that. And I think, yeah. And I think what's even more interesting. So let's say, because I actually think if he releases the album in the the 2000s, then Andre's probably seen as one of the best rappers out. And if Andre's seen as one of the best rappers out, how does the sound of music change, right? Because this is like, you're gearing up for Prime Kanye, uh, Lupe Fiasco's coming out. Who else is there? Uh, late two thousands, Soldier Boy. Um, yeah. So what does the so how does the next generation that's coming? So you got the Drakes, Jacobs. How does that? How does sound of those people mm. change? Like are those people more eclectic? Do they start? Do you, do you get more singers? Um, stuff like that. Do you know what I mean, I think Kendrick could still be Kendrick. Cause I think there's huge influence there, anyways. But I think for the other rappers, like. Because before it's like Kanye is the best, and a lot of people took from Kanye. But what if Andre is the best, and people take from Andre? Mm-hmm. So it's like hip hop, just more of an outcast in sound. Who knows? Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I think he'd definitely kind of encourage. Like it's always great to have like legends around, you know. Mm-hmm. Like people perform better. People are encouraged to kind of like go up against them, right? Like having Kobe yeah. stood in the league when he was in his late thirties. Yeah. Like having Jordan around. Like having LeBron around now. Like everyone's trying to beat the old guy. Um, and I think funny you say that right sorry because you know that fucking documentary they always try to act like after the Bulls 
Jordan was just a shitter. And obviously, after um, his fifth ring, Kobe Bryant was a shitter. It's like, Michael Jordan and Kobe were still going head-to-head um, when he was on the Wizards. Like, fucking, they are doing, like, 40 points each, like, doing some crazy one-on-one, like... Don't worry, I like it was shit. Same with Kobe. Like, most of his career, he has shit teammates. Sorry. But you're absolutely correct. Continue. Yeah. <laughs> Just had to get that one off your chest. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think it's a really interesting one. Um, mm-hmm. And yeah, if he if he had had even just a couple of solo albums, yeah, yeah. it's a different conversation altogether. Especially because also the only big, Biggie has what one that people really say, yeah, this is the factor number one. If Andre had that one on top of his successful solo career, yeah, I think, yeah, I think it blows a lot of lists out of the water. I agree. And this was someone who's already put in a lot of lists anyways. But so just imagine, imagine you had a solo album, crazy. Yeah. There we go. Uh, Cool, let's go on to our next one. So next discussion is, what if Pusha T lost the Drake rap beef? (laughs) this is interesting because (laughs) (laughs) because obviously guys yeah if you didn't live under a rock in 2018 uh so around the time daytona and scorpion both dropped um on infrared the last track on daytona Pusha t sends for drake drake hits back with the duppy the duppy freestyle wasn't too bad and then Pusha t says actually turns out i'm actually way more confident at this than you are i just absolutely destroyed him is what yeah, he, yeah, said. he said yeah he said bet and then she puts drake inside the biggest trap card even yugi from yugi will be impressed with this like just absolutely just wrecks him with um the story of added on and um yeah, one of the one of the biggest kind of beatdowns we've seen in at least a decade. Even worse than back to back. Back to back was pretty ruthless, but this is probably worse. This um, was just it yeah, had it had. Bad. I remember I remember watching at the time. I don't really watch many reactions, but I remember watching mm-hmm. the the Anthony Fantano at the time, and he was <laughs> yes. just giggling his ass off. He's yeah. just like, holy shit! Don't really know what to say here. Yeah. Like mm. it was our is our generation's ether, right? Yeah. Pretty much. Because I think Loki, there's a lot of people out there who's like, man, Drake fucking deserves it, man. Like, the guy just says so much shit and gets away with it. It's like, oh, fucking hell. He, he deserves to get knocked off his high horse for, for a little bit. Do you know what I mean? Um, I'm not saying I felt that way, but it was funny because there are some people, I think it's more from the fan side, there are some people who act like Drake's shit just doesn't stink. Like, everything he touches is just gold. And there was... I think they did need to be someone to come along. Obviously, Meek Mill was good, but come on, the small fry in terms he of competent rappers. Yeah, do you know what I mean? Whereas, um, I think people were waiting for a competent rapper to come and just put Drake in his place. Like, we all wanted Kendrick to do it or something like mm. that. I think the fact that we actually got it and it was as successful as it was, and Pusha T just has continued to flourish since then. Uh, it's been pretty hilarious to be it's honest. been lovely to watch it has been amazing to watch the guy's just had a great time I mean, still drops good the guy albums. hasn't really released a competent rap song since damn is that true I mean okay I won't say that but his career his like career his, is... al- his career like talent wise his trajectory has continued downwards I won't say that's absolutely true not that it that's wasn't already downwards. on a in our, yeah in not our that opinion, it wasn't downward yeah. trajectory but, but it's yeah but it's continued. it's gotten worse and worse it's like oh actually yeah because obviously after Scorpion was Dark Lane demo tapes Ooh. yeah yeah something like that and obviously you had um, what else did he have Certified Lover Boy and honestly never mind it's not looking good boys even Drake fans are like what the hell where's it's almost dry. Probably going to be in most people's top 10, top 20 of this year, <laughs> which isn't too bad. T- I mean, Pusha T will take that to the bank. So, when, when, is, when the world where this doesn't happen, 
Uh, so are you saying Drake just wins that's for outright? I'm saying he comes. I'm saying what happened happens, but Drake yeah. comes back and kind of you know gets him, and it crazy. continues a little bit more. And I don't know, like Push T comes back and then Drake comes back again yeah. with more, and it just kind of is a yeah. a bit of a maybe not a, a war of attrition, but Drake mm-hmm. kind of just comes back each time with a little bit more, and we okay. kind of see Pusha T lose. I I wonder what it do for the kind of music that would Drake be like bolstered and be like, yeah, you know what, you know, I, as what was it, as Carr said, you know, I live this vivid shit. I'm not that creative. Like, is he like, you know what? Like, yeah, I'm actually, I'm, I'm out here. I'm going to start mm. making like proper rap again. Does that happen? Maybe. Potentially. I think discussions for Drake in like best ofs would be ridiculous because what it would take to beat Pusha T in a rap beef, you actually successfully did that. Uh-huh. I think even myself, I'm thinking, damn, Drake would really have to tap into, like, a deep, deep part of himself to achieve that. I don't think even think it's possible. No, I don't think so. Just, yeah. So if this actually happens, one, Drake's rapping ability must be fucking insane, which is really crazy to think about. And obviously the last time he did this, he had a whole year where he was actually a rapper. Mm. Uh, what a time to be alive. If you read this, it's too late. Like, he was actually just rapping that whole year. So I think we do get more rapping Drake because he shut down... Someone who would be one of the best lyricists, maybe ever, maybe. Um, not only he's the best, but in a list, he's yeah. definitely in there for sure. I mean, the guy, the way guys kind of talked about Coke over the past twenty years is pretty amazing. Uh, yeah. So, um, I think yeah. So if Drake manages to do this. He's back up there again. He's redeemed himself. Oh my gosh! Especially if there's no writing credits, right? Yeah, and yeah, has, yeah. Oh my gosh, yeah. People would be loving Drake as a rapper now. Oh my gosh, Drake would be rapping again for sure. For sure, I think he, I think his dick size just grows like an extra five inches straight mm. off the cuff. Because yeah. I think he'd be loving it. Because that's what he wants, right? He really wants to be re- to be respected as a mm. rapper. So I think if this works out, yeah, he continues being a rapper. Mm. Yeah, and I, I mean, I fully agree. I think it would, he'd definitely pivot back towards making rap albums. Mm-hmm. It would, he, he would, I mean, the size of the guy's ego anyway. Yeah, and that, and that's from <laughs> taking a beat down. But like, if he yeah. actually won. Mm-hmm. Oh my god! Oh my god! Because then he would have he'd be two for two. Yeah, he would have taken that meat. He'd be in his head. He's like, I am unbeatable, untouchable. Yeah. And then ah, uh, I mean, the hype for a Kendrick Drake beef would be legit. It would actually be legit. It would be like I would want to see it. Like, and I reckon would Drake would be up legit. for it because he he had to have yeah. all, he'd have all <laughs> yeah. the fifteen year old girls on TikTok being like. Go on, get him, Drake. Yeah. Get him. Mm-hmm. And if you have the lyrical ability to take Lampusha T, I don't think Kendrick's that far off either. I think he'd, I think he'd be thinking, yeah, like I just took down Pusha T, amazing lyricist. Mm. All right, let's go for let's go for Kendrick. Let's go for the big boy. Yeah. I think you I think he'll do it. But then Kendrick would have definitely have handed his ass on a plate. You I would have loved that. to see it. No, I would have loved to see it. I, I think it should still happen, but I think if... <laughs> this, here's the thing, right? Because I know you're saying that, but let's say if Drake actually took that push of tea, I think Kendrick would have to seriously consider if this is worthwhile because he's the bigger artist and he's shown he, he would He would have had to have shown he has the lyrical ability to actually go up against Kendrick. He does. Because even, even if Kendrick went, went against Pusha T, that's still a really good fight. So Drake actually won that then I actually think Drake Kendrick is actually like, I don't think it's like, oh, Drake smashes him if he actually beats Pusha T. Kendrick I think is a better like, lyricist than both of them. I don't think that's a debate I'm having. Okay. Uh, I, 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 okay. In terms of lyricism, yes. I'm not talking in terms of good songs. I'm talking in terms of lyricism. I actually think Pusha T is right up there with Kendrick. I don't think it's that 
much of a difference. I think in terms of songs and albums, okay, that's different. In terms of how he puts words together and being clever with the songwriting, I think Pusha T is up there. Okay. I think what Kendrick would have that, I think what Kendrick has is his approach to songs is so ridiculous. And I think that would be the big, big key maker. Obviously we talked about mm. Black Friday earlier, yeah. the way he approached that um, beat that J. Cole had, I don't think anyone even imagined it. So I think that's what Kendrick would have that Drake wouldn't. I don't think mm. Drake's going to spaz out. He's just going to talk. Kendrick would spaz out. You'd have all these weird beat breaks and, and voice switches and all that stuff. He'd be like, oh my gosh, like he's just going to destroy him. I yeah. think that's what it would be. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, oh, wow. In a parallel universe, I want to see that so badly. But then Drake's the best rapper of the decade then. But I mean, if he, if he beats Pusha he T. He actually beats Pusha T. Yeah. yeah. He actually <laughs> Which is crazy. Because people people definitely credit rap beef mm. or surviving rap beefs as part of being a great rapper, which mm. is for sure in a competitive genre, that's fair. I think that's absolutely valid. I mean, that's why Drake and Nas and Jay and Nas are both respected and are still one of the best rappers mm. of all time. So I think, yeah, I think people, would, I think the Drake agenda would be unshakable. Mm. Unshakable. It would. Ever happens. It yeah. would. Thank God it didn't. Yeah, thank God it didn't. <laughs> it would never happen. It would actually never happen. It would never happen. Uh, so, yeah. yeah, that is done and dusted. So, the next one. Uh, what if Jay Huffs never went to prison? This is one for our for our British listeners. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we got one. We got a bit of a mix. What if he didn't go to prison? Oof. Well, it would... He'd, be in a di- he'd probably be in a very different place mentally right now. Okay, fair. I mean... Prison aside, he's obviously seen a lot and gone through a lot in his life. Um, going to prison is obviously an entirely different experience as well. That I have no idea, but I'm assuming and from what I've heard and this, and kind of like garnered from hearing about it is that you, mm-hmm. you know, it does a lot to your mind. It fucks your mind up. Um, mm-hmm. Being in that kind of isolated atmosphere, being surrounded by, you know, the type of people that you don't want to be associated with um, fucks you up. And I think... He, you know, he's kind of spoken quite candidly about that mm-hmm. um, and by, about being so affected by it. So I think without going to prison, we'd probably get more music. We would have had more mm-hmm. music. That's without a doubt. Um, mm-hmm. I don't know, maybe less less kind of big breaks in, in music. I think we probably would have had another project or at least more singles by now. Mm-hmm. Would have been collaborating a lot more in the last like three, four years, which he hasn't really done. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think um, what I should, maybe what I'll kind of add here is kind of like also what what if he didn't go to prison and also what if he never like gets stabbed or anything like that. So let's say he's like he stays out of the jail cell and he stays out of the hospital, right? I think Jay Huss is arguably the biggest rapper in the country, and I say this because two things, right? One, he was already kind of coming up hot in 2014 with Mo Stack and obviously he kind of had a, yeah. a grassroots kind of come up and people were loving him all around the UK. So he already had the UK's heart, which is really hard to do. We had an episode about that when we say, you know, I think it's like, was it, um, they don't want to give no props to Pamza. So go check that out way, way back in the day. Um, so I think he he's already a rare case of someone who had the UK fan base before he had the US fan base. Mm. Um um, what's called Den Boy Pagan was one of the biggest songs of 2014 and then mm. he had Want From Me and then obviously he teams up with Mostak has the Westwood Crib session goes insane oh my gosh this guy's a, a rising star before Dave by the way and I think he had he occupied the position that Dave had when he kind of came out so 
then common sense and then obviously I think he went to jail or something like that before common sense or he got stabbed so that slows down his career right so all that mm. buzz he's generating gets slowed down then common sense happens everyone loves common sense everyone and their mum oh my gosh what in terms of UK albums we don't get many this was like one of the first after Konnichiwa from like a current artist like a new artist they could actually listen to the whole way through so now we have common sense oh my gosh great album rides off that even goes on tour yeah. the tour sells out oh my gosh it's amazing now it's time this is the time where Jay Haas he breaks Europe he breaks America but then he goes to jail for like 8 months carrying a knife and I think if that doesn't happen this is the biggest one I think this is when he could get all the big deals and sponsorships and do the travelling but I think because now he's like you've been stabbed I think a couple times you've gone to jail you're a bit hot like you're a bit you know, don't really. You know, if, if I'm Danny Reckley, was like, oh, we're not sure if it's if it's the right time. Yeah. To, you know, to to be doing that, I think that's what's really fucked him. So that doesn't happen. He's able to leverage his career in terms of like getting out there, getting that market the same way Dave did, the same way yeah. Dave had that chance with when he teamed up with Drake on Wanna Know, or the same way Stormzy had that chance when he teamed up with like. Ed Sheeran or what was the big song for Storm Storms? He shut up, whatever like that. Yeah, I yeah. think if Jay calls, if Jay has able to leverage songs like um, Did You See or Friendly and he's able to take that internationally, I think he's way bigger than anyone in his country. Because even now, without all of that, everyone still knows Jay Huss's songs. Mm. Even Jamie Foxx yeah. was fucking singing one of Jay Huss's yeah. songs. So imagine he had that. Oh, we wouldn't crazy. be listening to thing. shit like Doja by Central C. Oh no, if Jay Huss is around. No. People, like this is the these are the scraps. <laughs> that we're waiting to fall off the table yeah mm-hmm. it's true it's kind of sad I think, yeah yeah it's kind of sad because even though the hype for J-Hus is still very much alive and kicking like every summer people will be like please sir another album it's always going to happen I just think his his commercial success and maybe how much his net worth is will be so much higher so much higher I really think this I agree yeah I think I think his international appeal would be insane yeah and I think his international appeal is insane then does, is Stormzy number one? And if Stormzy's not number one, how different are things in, in terms of the landscape? Like, how does Stormzy approach albums? Because I think Stormzy gets a lot of passes because he is, like, he is just so clear of everyone right now. Like, mm. and he's independent. Like, his net worth is insane. Insane. So I think if Jay Huss is there to occupy that market, then that means Stormzy can't take as much time off either because Jay Huss can always take yeah. his spot. Whereas now, no one can really take Stormzy's spot in all no. genuine aspects there's but no one yeah, out there to do it no, there's no but I think JS would have been yeah. the one but I think he's just I think he's a bit too um, liable <laughs> as an artist to kind of be taken to the heights that Stormzy is yeah. but I think if these things don't happen then yeah I think it probably could have or would have rather yeah what do you think but it's worrying is just seeing the stock of someone like Central C just <laughs> yeah, but about Central C I fucked <laughs> That was my other question, which was a bit of a joke. I wrote down, which was, what if Central C wasn't shit? um, Do you think he's all the way shit? No, he's not. Let's talk about it. I'm just taking, I'm I'm kind of taking the piss a little bit. But do you think he's a bit overrated? Yes, of course he's overrated. (laughs) Yes, he's overrated. Yeah, fair enough. Sure, there are some songs I like, Loading. It's not bad. There's some stuff off Wild West, which is fine. (laughs) But like, yeah, the the guy's overrated. It's because... It's not even as if there isn't choice out there. It's just like <laughs> he's presented as the option, right? Like he's yes, the popular guy true. at the moment. This is who we're going to listen to. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah, mm-hmm. fuck TikTok for, yeah, for making for, I'm this not gonna lie, a real fuck, reality. 
when it comes to music, fuck TikTok. I'm sorry. I know I sound like a boomer, but it's true. Because really, in, in my world, the top five rappers right now, put you can put Stormzy in there. It'll be Stormzy, Hardy Caprio, Dave, J-Hart. We'd actually have like a solid base of like top rappers. You, I don't care about the mid and low tier mm. rappers. You can be as many as you want. But the ones who are actually meant to make it, they all make it and we all have like a really competitive scene. Oh, that'd be so great. But then here we are. Oh, go back on that that dojo of essential scene yeah. like they put on that news song by H and to, to quote a friend to quote a friend all the kids have these days is TikTok and Chinese disinformation <laughs> you can guess who that is yeah. um, anyway mm-hmm. <laughs> let's move on to the next one which is mm. what if Park and Biggie never died big question I mean it's obviously another one another one of the big never... ones Number one of the big ones. Episode one, guys, we'll take, we're doing our commercial debut, aren't we? So we'll take all the big ones out of the way for now. But um, yeah, obviously, Park and Big, no explanation needed. Mm-hmm. Um, both with their prolific discographies uh, that to this day still get kind of referred to uh, sonically and in conversation. So, I mean, how do you want to address this? Do you want to do it as one or the other or both? Or how, yeah, how do you want um, to touch this one? Say both are still alive. What does it. Mm. What does it mean for, first of all, the obvious site, what does it mean for goat conversations? Second mm-hmm. of all, what does it mean for the artists that then kind of were considered the goats after, like mm-hmm. the Nas, the Jay-Z? Oh, okay, what does right, it do yeah. for people like Diddy, who basically so made a crazy, career off man. just like yeah, ref- Diddy, referencing Diddy, yeah. Biggie? Is Diddy ever a mogul? Fuck. Yeah. And then, and then what does it Damn. kind of do for the kind of like, East Coast, West Coast rivalry. Like, what what happens to that? Dad, there's so many angles. Okay, I'll, let me start with the Diddy one. Yep. I think that's actually interesting. Yeah. If Diddy's never a mogul, then what don't we get? We never get Mace. We never get... Who else did Diddy sign back in the day? He had a lot of big songs. Faith he, Evans, was that? So, see, Faith, Faith was with... Um, oh, Faith Victorious. was with, um, Yeah. So, we might never get Faith as a prolific artist. I'm trying to see who did he sign. Who was on the Bad, Bad Boy Boys, Records? Yeah, I'm trying yeah. to think. Let me. I need to search out because that's that's. I think that's a big, big. Um, I'm trying to think. Okay, it really was Mason Faith. That's the big ones. But that's still that's still quite. Oh, obviously Cassie was on um, Bad Boy, but no. Nah, okay, yeah. So we never get Mace, and then Mace is signed off artists. So all that shit with Mace kind of keeping people in label prison never yes. happens. So yes. that's actually some good in the world. That actually might happen. <laughs> um, in terms of discographies, in terms of talent, I'll take the Tupac one. So I am of the opinion, I've always had this opinion, that Tupac would have not been as good as he was in the 90s uh, moving forward, only because I think Tupac started off rapping would have it was already outdated when he was popping with it and i think moving into it let's say that we still move on towards um gangster rap and then it becomes conscious rap i think that period of gangster rap mm. yes tupac could do it but he's more of a talking guy and i think lyricism becomes more of a thing as the years go on what you don't think tupac. tupac can do gangster rap no, he can. No, oh. I'm saying can I'm saying I think that would be it after that. Oh, okay. I think the lyric I think lyricism becomes more of a thing as the years go on. And I think Tupac has in terms of a whole gangster album, like top to bottom to top, I don't think that's Tupac's strength. 
Because he's more of a socially, social I mean, guy. Don Illuminati. Fair enough. But that was after his death, right? So let's say he's actually doing it. That's the you know I mean. That's the difference. I mean, Hail Mary, like all of those tracks. Yeah, bang on, big song, big song. But do you really think Tupac's gonna have an album and he's not gonna have a song where he's talking about women's struggles? He's not talking about love okay, or all that shit. He's, go on, he's uh, always gonna put throw a song in there. So yeah, I don't, I just don't. I'm not saying it'd be bad, but I don't think his career would be as hot as it was in the nineties. I don't Which is, know. It sounds obvious to say, but I don't. I just don't think that's the case. I just don't think his rapping style would have aged well. I don't know. Like we, mm. we obviously, we'll never know. But maybe, yeah, he, we'll maybe he know. had yeah, more yeah. to to him in terms of like yeah, adaptability. Of course, yeah. yeah, like maybe sure, he could sure, have sure, changed sure. with the times. Like he was very young when he died, it's and true. artists only get it's better so over time. Young. And like yeah. if he gave, a, that's why he's considered like one of the goats because he gave us all mm. of that in such a short period of time and mm-hmm. at such a young age. It's true. Yeah, I do. I do have to give him the benefit of the doubt in that sense. Yeah. So, what do you think about Biggie then, in that sense? I think Biggie would be considered the GOAT 100%. Yeah. Like without, there would mm. be no way to deny it if he was releasing those kind of albums like mm. every three, four years. If you, if, if he, even if released like two more, like there's, there'd be no question. People would just be like, yeah, like he's yeah. the GOAT, isn't he? Like Jay Z's cute, yeah. Nas is really nice, but like yeah. Biggie's the GOAT. Oh, so you don't think Nas and Jay Z ever overcome that? <laughs> Fair enough. I don't, is in from popular opinion, mm. I don't think they would. Okay, yeah. Because fair. he's still up there in conversation with, you know, ready to die. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's true. And obviously, that's you know, you had life yeah. after death, you know, mm-hmm. but like, yeah, I don't think so. Yeah, that's true. And if you think back to 96, mm. um, which I think Biggie was still alive at this point, right? I think he was. Uh, yeah, he um, died in 97. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it's not like everyone looked at Reasonable Doubt at the time, guys. Relax. At the time. It's not like anyone looked at Reasonable Doubt and thought, oh my gosh, this guy's gonna... No one ever thought that, actually. Everyone thought, oh, it's cool, little Marcy guy. But it took... I think Jay-Z's career was a bit of a slow burner. Mm. Once it got to volume... Well, actually, once it got to, like, volume two, or, vo- or volume three, once it got to Hard Not Life, that was it. Like, yeah, Jay-Z's the guy. Mm. But let's say Biggie's always there producing better albums. Oh, yeah, that is a big yeah. shot in the foot. But then obviously, JC told you guys on neck and wrist, y'all would have got the commission, right? Mm. They would have just made albums together, yeah. which would be pretty interesting to see. But I don't know how much their styles fit because JC's rapping style was a, became a lot slower um, mm. post, well, pre Reasonable Doubt. But I think, so I, I can't imagine even Reasonable Doubt Jay-Z. I know Brooklyn's Finest is a thing, but he's rapping quite fast there compared to how he usually raps. So I don't know how much their styles would have worked, but that's what we would have got. So maybe Jay-Z never slows it down. He becomes more of a hippity hop type of rapper rather than like a slower, more just like smooth mafioso type. I'm not sure. Hmm. I think Nas, I mean Nas, I, th- I actually think Nas will still be Nas. Because Illmatic, it was still Illmatic. It yeah, was written, it was, was still, written. it was written. So actually, even just off those two albums, man, I don't know if you could fuck with him. Because Nas was competing with Big when he was alive, man. Yes. That's the difference. Yes. <laughs> Do you know what yes. I mean? So I think that's, that's, I think that's yeah. less of a question. And maybe even we don't get Nas Tradamus and I Am, we get better albums. Maybe. Yeah. Who knows? Because at this point, Nas is number one, right? So yeah, no, you're probably mm. right. But yeah, I think Nas is still Nas. Yeah. I can't lie. What always yeah. gets me is that the Biggie was younger than Jay Z by like three years. I know, fucking crazy, isn't it? Yeah, because obviously, Ready to Die dropped when he was like nineteen, isn't it? 
ready to die. Crazy. Yeah, he was like, yeah, yeah, literally. Yeah, crazy. I think he might have been even been eighteen. Crazy. Insane. He was born in seventy two, and it came out in ninety four. Yeah. Shit me. Yeah. Oh, is, is that, that right? 21? No, sorry. Yeah, he's oh, he's twenty one. When we talk about eighteen, yeah. So oh no, it did not come out in ninety three. Ready to die did not come out in ninety three. Ninety four. So oh, sorry, okay, so he was cool. twenty one or twenty two. Yeah, okay, at the yeah. time, yeah. still young as fuck. Yeah, young as hell. Yeah, it's it's kind of crazy to think about. Like, what would these guys be like as old timers now? You know, like mm-hmm. oh, Biggie would be fifty. It. Like, uh, mm-hmm. you know, Tupac would be fifty one. I could even imagine it. But I do think Tupac and Biggie make songs together. That'd be so weird to think about. Mm-hmm. That'd be so strange. It'd be so strange, especially given the narrative that um, has been debunked by some. Obviously, not not really relevant. But some like you know they weren't they at each other's wedding, hate each other. But like yeah, like oh, I wonder what that would sound like mm. if they you know the that whole kind of beef gets squashed and their friends and all that stuff. Yeah. Like, but then if that happens. You know, because yeah. Nas and Park, no, because Biggie and Park are the biggest artists. Then, do we ever get Takeover versus Eva? Mm. Does that ever, ever yeah. happen? I don't think it does. And also with Imagine, that, like yeah. the East Coast West Coast, you know, feud that was like, you know, famously, yeah. mm-hmm. it was like Farrakhan mm-hmm. had like a, it's like a peace summit or something. There were two of them, right? There was one after Tupac was shot, one after mm-hmm. Biggie was shot, and then you mm-hmm. get like Snoop and. Um, uh, Mr. Big Boy, mm-hmm. uh, not Mr. Big Boy, Mr. Bad Boy. Sorry, having like a press conference and all that stuff. Like, if they hadn't, like, it probably would have continued. It just mm-hmm. would have been other artists, and because yeah. it was the two biggest artists in the in the world, mm-hmm. arguably, that's mm-hmm. probably yeah. why you know the other artists kind of came out and were like, "Yeah, like we need to stop this stuff." So it could have gone mm-hmm. on for years. Like, it could have been you know a handful of or like half a dozen like B lists artists who've yeah. been shot, killed. Um, who knows? Fair. Who knows how long it could have gone on? And for. maybe because obviously this is one of the actual good points. You know, our our conglomerate, our kind of friend of the show, uh, CJ actually wow. had when he came Shady. on. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. See, you know, CJ, you're listening. You know, go throw the shots out there. He knows. But um, obviously when he came on, uh, way back when it was like episode ten, um, he said something like, "Oh, you know, the reason why kind of people came off gangster raps because obviously the two biggest gangster rappers in the world died." And I didn't think of it that way, but it's actually like, there might be some truth to that because obviously in the 2000s, we get the bling era. Mm. So what if they don't die? We never get the bling era. We continue into the gangster rap era and it lasts, it has an extended kind of um, lifetime. And yeah. that's really weird to think about. Like really weird to think about. Like, wow, that it would have kept going. Yeah. Insane. Yeah. It's crazy. No, no, no committee in there. No camera. No. None of that shit. Like that, that doesn't become a thing. No, no, um, no, Lil John, no Chingy, probably. Yeah, yeah, fuck, that's so crazy. That's insane. I now my head's hurting. That's so crazy. But obviously, that's my childhood right there. So it's like, wow, imagine that never happens. Crazy, yeah. pretty wild. Mm-hmm. Um, I think we're kind of there. I mean, we're gonna we're gonna obviously be coming back to this series in future weeks. Yeah, we're gonna course. have, I'm sure, at least one more of these episodes this year, where we'll kind yeah. of probably go into maybe a little bit more of the abstract bit more mm-hmm. of the obscure um mm-hmm. coming up with maybe conversations you might not have personally thought about i know the biggie two-pack one is something people always talk about you know what if kendrick was you know signed to j cole people have probably thought mm-hmm. about that at one point one point or another but we're going to be coming up with some more obscure ones in future weeks um but yeah 
do let us know on Twitter at TVC Pod, Instagram Vinyl Collective Pod. You can email us vinylcollectivepod at gmail.com. Let us know your thoughts about today's questions. You know, do you think in fact, you know, Jay-Z would be thriving, wouldn't wouldn't need Beyonce anywhere near him. He could, you know, mm-hmm. be the be the mega star. He'd still be, you know, releasing four forty four and and uh golf course music at this age um so do let us know we'll obviously have a little question so if you're on spotify just look right there on your screen you will see the question that we've left for you today um and that kind of leaves leaves it doesn't it all we have left is the now and then playlist so each week you've heard this 91 times i'm gonna say again this (laughs) week um we're gonna pick a song from the last kind of 12 months maybe maybe up to two years and then we're going to pick a throwback track as well. Um, we pick one of each. So my two tracks this week, my throwback track is Soul Sister by Bilal. Okay. Um, not the remix, although there is a remix mm-hmm. from the Queen and Slim soundtrack, which is very good. That obviously has Rafael Sadiq. Yeah. I'm going mm-hmm. for the original from, from the album first, Born Second. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's way back when. I think I was six when this came out, like mm-hmm. five or six crazy um and then my now song is got to get paid by rico nasty okay needs so to be on there. there fair enough cool um my now song is bojack miller light by boldy james great song boldy james just keeps releasing stuff you know you haven't heard he has a new project out so i know these things with the underground it's just that you blink and there's another one so yeah it just happens guys uh so yeah good one it's called it's from a project called killing nothing yeah uh with a guy called Real Bad Man. So it's a good song. I like it. And then my then song, a bit random, but here we are. Uh JMSN. Remember that guy? He was on the he was on the games album, Jesus Peace. Or J Paul, he's <laughs> yeah, he's there. So yeah, JMSN. He has a song called Girl I Used to Know, uh, from his twenty twelve mm. album called uh Gosh Priscilla. Yeah. So go check that out. I am an old time fan of JMSN. I'll say that here. I feel like, yeah, he sounds like a guy you really fuck with. I was speaking to someone, they were like, oh my gosh, JMSN is like the best artist ever. Like, I would literally fly anywhere in the world to see him. I was like, relax. Yeah. But it's something really fuck with eight, him. Like, eight like, years yeah. ago, first year of uni, is when I first mm-hmm. came across him. It was when his um, self-titled album came out. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, just putting that out there. The guy's <laughs> super talented. He is like, really he talented. Some he is, bops. He is. There are some great tracks on that self-titled. Um, mm-hmm. I wasn't that much of a fan of the it is album but then when he came out with um mm-hmm. what was it there was some good stuff on like the priscilla but then man mm-hmm. maybe one of the sexiest songs ever made inferno go mm-hmm. check that track out inferno from his album velvet that song slaps mm-hmm. and you know what's even funny speaking of baldy james because i did the connection right so on his i think it might even be jmsn does he has a song with baldy james really i think it's some yeah Girl, I used to know. Damn. That's the song of Baldy James. So, yeah. So, him and Baldy James have been around since 2012, motherfucker. So, yeah, that that blew my mind. So, yeah. Go and listen to that. Shit. that okay, deep, I need yeah, to get back to that because I listened mm-hmm. to Priscilla back in the day. Mm-hmm. Deep floor. Deep floor. Oof. You were there yeah. when it was written. Mm-hmm. Right. <laughs> so, <laughs> so yeah. do go check out that playlist. Uh, it's on exclusively on Spotify. And do please share with a friend. Click follow. And... We'll be back here same time next week. 